Bordertown, a place where the fae, demon, and human worlds intersect, hidden in the heart of New York. Sean O'Malley ran into the burning building, dodging and weaving around the rest of his colleagues, who were running and limping out of the inferno before it exploded or completely collapsed, either of which was due to happen any minute. O'Malley, get your ass back here, his boss, the new Bordertown fire chief, shouted. Sean ignored him, just as he'd ignored the previous fire chief. He'd heard something in that building. Maybe it was only a cat, and no matter how much it tore him up inside when he found evidence that a helpless animal had lost its life in a fire, he knew the rules. Firefighters didn't risk their lives for pets. Not that he usually gave a rat's ass for rules, and he'd certainly bent a few to save pets in the past. They all had. But it hadn't sounded like a cat. It had sounded like a baby. Zack, the closest thing to a friend Sean had on the crew, planted himself in front of Sean, blocking his path to the door. Not this time, Zack shouted. They had to be loud to be heard over the roar of the flames that were greedily consuming the old building. Too much rotten wood, too little upkeep. It would be easy to blame that if this hadn't been the fourth building in as many nights, hit in exactly the same way. They had a serial arsonist on their hands. I heard a baby. Get out of my way, or I'll go through you, Sean said, deadly calm and deadly serious. He didn't have time to delay. There was no way he was taking a chance on giving up on a baby who needed him. Not now and not ever. Not ever, but especially not today, after his mom's bombshell. Zack was a couple of inches over six feet, but Sean was bigger by a few inches and probably by forty pounds of muscle, not to mention his extra abilities. Zack didn't hesitate. He moved out of Sean's way fast as soon as he heard the word baby. None of them understood how Sean could hear things that nobody else could, but they knew it was true. Enhanced hearing was one of his superpowers, they liked to joke. They also all knew that he could withstand temperatures that would have fried most of them alive. They didn't joke about that one. He'd caught more than one of his colleagues watching him warily after they'd fought fires, their expressions similar to how he imagined he'd watch a feral wolf. They weren't all that far off. They knew he was different, but they didn't know how different. Sean didn't tell anybody he was half-fire demon. Life was easier that way. Even in Border Town, where demons were as common as low-caste fae or shady humans, fire demons were considered to be the worst of the worst crazed berserkers and the most terrifying of predators. His abilities already isolated him enough from the rest of the tightly knit crew. He didn't need to add to it. All of this ran through his mind in the few seconds it took for him to hit the building doorway, running. He burst into the conflagration, head down and racing for the spot where the sound had originated. Second floor to the left. He barely paused at the staircase, but the view was enough to make a sane man flinch. A roaring wall of orange-red flame screamed toward him, and the heat knocked him back a couple of steps. His skin felt the heat, even under his suit, and when the fabric started to melt off his body, he discovered that his protective gear wasn't rated anywhere near high enough. Whatever accelerant the arsonist had used wasn't purely chemical. No way would a normal fire be burning that hot. Magic was involved here. In fact, it would take black magic to push a fire to these levels. Sean could feel his eyes flaring as his pupils contracted, and he knew that anybody watching him would see the irises turn deep blood-orange in color and start to glow.
Sean analyzed the situation for options, but the stairs were the only way up, no matter that the stairwell was a tunnel of flame and probably going to explode any minute. He took them four at a time, barely clearing the last one before the explosion hit and the stairs collapsed into a burning mass of tinder. He glanced back at the fiery pit at the bottom of the stairwell and grimaced, and a falling chunk of ceiling smashed down on his helmet, nearly knocking him on his ass. He stood there, head ringing and skull vibrating, and realized that one of these days he was going to kill himself trying to act like a big damn hero. But not today. The sound came again, and he still wasn't sure. Wounded animals sometimes sounded a lot like babies. It could go either way. But he'd come this far, and he'd be damned if he'd leave anybody behind. He took the first door across the hall to the left, unerringly finding the source of the sound.